Play ball! Welcome to episode 17 of Back at State. It's just me and Joe today. Kyle is being dad of the year. Uh, but Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, Wyoming, we're going to dive straight into it. Wyoming won their bowl <laughs> game. Okay. Absolutely hung a 50 burger on Kent State, which we talked about this in a previous episode. We are now Mac champs. Mac okay, champs, baby. Honorary Mac champs. Uh, we beat the Central Michigan Chippewas. In a bowl game, the previous time we were in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl from the MAC, we beat the defending MAC champs, okay, mm-hmm. uh, in Ball State earlier this year. We beat the actual MAC champs, Northern Illinois, mm-hmm. and we beat the team that they played in the MAC championship in this bowl game in Kent State. So, really, anyone who has any claim to it lost to us. So, we are the MAC champs, which feels great. I wonder. I, I wonder if that's the first time ever that like. A team has played four out of conference games that were all against the same conference. Like I've never heard There's of only that. Three or three, only three, three against the MAC. The other one was the most recent famous out of potato bowl that Wyoming was in. That's still crazy though that in you played time. three MAC teams this year. <laughs> it is wild, and like it's like we've played Toledo, uh, we played Eastern Michigan, we played. Uh, I said the Northern Illinois. This is our second time playing them in five years. Which I mean, usually you do those away and away yeah. contracts mm-hmm. with like schools but it is weird that we play the Mac so often luckily never on like wednesday night in the maction period yeah just the bowl game just well, the three o'clock of, on tuesdays yeah exactly we played our bowl game at 2 30 on a tuesday <laughs> in a work week like, yeah i get a lot of people probably take this week off from work or whatever but this is the second time that i've had to watch it like hustling home from work <laughs> playing like a halfsy of hooky and it's ridiculous like the stadium was empty because one, who wants to go to Boise, Idaho, ever, let alone in the middle of December, and two, like, it's Boise, so you're not gonna go like party or anything. There's no other yeah. attraction. <laughs> it's not Arizona or Florida or California. Like, yeah, like you know, you're not going to the beach. It's not a good place to go. No. And then it's in the middle of the work week. It's not like, hey, we're gonna throw this one on like, you know, two days ago, or hey, we'll throw this at a reasonable time. So you can get home and watch it. Yeah, it's like I'm like, gonna take PTO the game could to be freaking going on right now. <laughs> yeah, why not? Right. Like, why are we watching it while people could be home watching this game? Yeah. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, local time is one thirty. Well, I will say this. You know, congratulations to Wyoming uh, mm-hmm. on winning mm-hmm. the bowl game and becoming MAC champions. Uh, James. But man, the yellow jerseys with the brown jerseys on the blue field. Ugh, that might have been the ugliest, just looking game the, I've ever listen, seen. I love brown and gold. I think it. I think it's a unique color scheme. I think it looks good. However, having Kent State come in with yellow helmets, yellow tops, yellow pants, yellow socks, the highlighters, yellow shoes, yep, all yellow, and Wyoming always wears uh, the yellow pants mm-hmm. with their brown tops. That's a tough look. That is a. And throw a on blue, blue field. field. Ugh, like on, on like just a normal green field. I think Kent State's uniforms are absolutely terrible. Their helmets, I don't know if you saw them, were yeah, fucking atrocious. I didn't like them. Like, the one like Kent Falcon thing on one side, and then like, they're the flash, so the other side mm-hmm. is like a like honestly shitty looking lightning bolt. Like 
if you had to like really roughly freehand it with your off hand and also you're blindfolded and drowning, that's how you draw <laughs> the lightning bolt. And like, it just looked awful. Yeah. And then like the ESPN commentators were terrible. Like usually you get like, they're terrible for different reasons. Cause mm-hmm. usually it's like bowl season. So this is like their big chance to shine on like, yeah. You know, what's anybody doing at two thirty on a, a Tuesday afternoon? So, they're like, all right, let's get just like some random guys. We'll give them a shot. We'll see how the tape plays out. Mm-hmm. And these guys were like, it was honestly kind of a shootout. Like, you know, yeah, fifty-two being, to thirty-eight. So a lot of points were scored. Like, there weren't really turnovers. It was a lot of big home run plays, sustained drives, third downs. Like they were going for it on fourth. We had field goals getting doinked. Like it was exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had the uh, like. Oh, what a big play and freaking out for some of them. And then I had some people texting me like, man, that did not match what I just watched. Like, because Wyoming's quarterback had a 50-yard touchdown run on third down where he was like almost tackled behind the line of scrimmage. You're not even sure if it's going to be like, well, fourth down, they're going to have to punt it here. Oh, he got outside. Oh, oh man, he might. And the announcer's like, and he's going to get around the edge there and... Like, like Joe Buck. And, well, this one might just go to the house. Like, I honestly <laughs> thought he was about to come on and Castiano. So I was like, and that's a deep drive to right. A home run, touchdown run by Levi Williams. And um, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to put this headset on again. But it was absolutely bonkers. Like, it just it was like, I'm not saying like, oh, it was so biased. It was just like he wasn't paying attention or like, you know, normally they're like, trying to make a name for themselves so they're trying to go over the top like banana pants over every play that's being made like every mm-hmm. sack has got to be screaming into the microphone and stuff and 50 yard touchdown run he's like well mm-hmm. there he goes Levi Williams <laughs> he's like I don't want to be here right house. now <laughs> yeah he'd seen enough he's like I'm in freaking what, Boise like, on a Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> that is true that is very true and it was like gray and just typical Boise weather yeah and they kept having ads for like Boise, and the only thing they can say about Boise to like, oh, it's safe. <laughs> the ads were so bad. Like Lauren and I kept watching. Like, man, really? That's your it's that's your pitch safe. is that it's literally their their pitch was like three words, and it was like safe, clean, fun, and like nothing was fun about it. But it was just like they were like, all right, let's go with you know, hey, it's it's not you know, it's not the worst. Compton or yeah, <laughs> it's clean. There's not a lot of people to litter. Uh, whatever. Uh, Maybe they'll come see the Smurf tour. Yeah. Uh, well, we're rattling through a couple of uh, bowl games. I want to talk about one specifically. Um, but Tulsa uh, wins the Myrtle Beach Bowl against Old Dominion, thirty to seventeen. Louisiana uh, beats Marshall in their bowl game. Uh, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, Mountain Mountain West, yeah. Oh God! And then the uh, Mountain West team, Utah State, beats up on Oregon State. Uh, Liberty beats Eastern Michigan pretty handedly, but uh, BYU number thirteen loses to UAB in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. I mean, first of all, if you're ranked thirteenth and you're playing, you know, uh, a bowl game on December eighteenth, that's a slap in the face. But then to lose, even bigger slap in the face. Sam, you had to be absolutely rock hard when you saw that 
they had a guy named McBride carry the ball 28 times <laughs> for a touchdown. I loved it. I, I loved know you it. love people named McBride. I do. Uh, although it was probably weird for you to see a McBride score a touchdown. So <laughs> I knew that, that was going. <laughs> um, I'll, since Kyle's not here, I'll... Well, you know, guys, I, uh, when I was... I just I think that sometimes these teams like UAB sneak up and they can get you. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a ranked team with high expectations in the postseason, <laughs> losing to a university. Of and you know what? Birmingham's a great place to go. Get some turtle yeah, soup. When I went to Birmingham, and <laughs> I went to a real estate auction there. And... Uh, yeah, that, that game, I, I'm i in an office work pool for picking these, and like I was like, man, there's no fucking way that Louisiana or University of Alabama in Birmingham beats BYU. And... I shouldn't have picked it out of principle, and I almost did. I was like highlighted, and I was like, ah, oh, no, I'm, you know, it's for like six hundred bucks. So okay, I'm gonna. And I wish I would have picked UAB out of my original principle of Diet Coke's down. Mm-hmm. And instead, I went with them because I was like, there's no chance, and I got obscure bowl, gamed, mm. terrible. And well, also, I what I didn't realize this game was in Shreveport, Louisiana, so it was close for UAB fans to travel. So that 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 might have had of a. Uh, bit of an effect on it um uh, yes maybe byu just is like such a paper tiger and we talked about yep, it all year like yep. yeah they they really rolled idaho state and like oh man watch out arizona literally the worst team in the fbs mm-hmm. like they they got a win against utah which looked good but utah honestly wasn't that good the rest of the season like that was kind of their hooray and then they beat Arizona State, who also kind of sucked, but at the time was like, oh, some Pac-12 team's got to be good. Turns out <laughs> none of them are. None of them. And so, like, BYU being at 13 was clearly just the worst. Yeah. And actually, uh, there's now a notoriety that I wish my Wyoming quarterbacks didn't share, is they kept showing, like, previous Idaho Bowl game MVPs, and it was... Oh, Josh Allen, and look at this one, and look at his success. And, oh, Matt Ryan, MVP, here we go. Zach Wilson, I was like, oh, oh, oh God, <laughs> disgusting. Oh, Zach Wilson, what a guy, what mm-hmm. a guy. Um, and then the other bowl game, the other uh, last couple that have happened was Western, or sorry, Fresno State uh, beats UTEP, and then Western Kentucky beats Appalachian State, and uh, the QB uh, I don't know if it's Zap or Zappe, Zabe, for uh, Western Kentucky. He uh, sets the record for most touchdowns in a season and most yards in a season by a quarterback. Beats Joe Burrow's record, and I feel like that didn't get talked about enough. That is honestly a good point. That's incredible. Like That's crazy. Uh, I didn't know that until you said it. Yeah, I mean his so his stat line for the year is sixty-two touchdowns. 5,967 yards and 11 picks. Like, and he's a senior. How is he not getting talked about as being. I haven't heard, seen any talks about him I mean, even being a first really rounder. Anybody, I guess, but yeah, that's crazy. Like, they hung in there with UTSA, and I mean, they lost by 17 to Michigan State on the road, but. And lost to Army. They held Army to 38. I mean, he didn't do that, but interesting. Yeah, it's just, it's very strange why they're not getting. Why he's not. There's not yeah. hype around him. Like, He's probably the fourth quarterback, I guess, on the board. If you if you look at um, the no Ole Miss guy, the Kenny Pickett guy, uh, who's the yeah, other one? Kenny Pickett guy. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, the last guy to do this, Joe Burrows, is now you know a good quarterback in the NFL. I think before that, the record was 
that guy from Hawaii, and then uh, I think Case Keenum had the record for most yards, but that might have been career, not season. Either way, I'm not a doctor. um, Yeah, this guy needs more hype. You know, he's uh, interesting. I like him. One thing that annoys me, uh, and shout out Brandon Valenzuela for having this annoyance along with me, is that they started counting stats from bowl games. And so, like, for example, Wyoming just today, Xavier Valade went over 1,000 yards for the season. And he's, you know, second all-time in Wyoming history and blah, 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 and they're talking about it. And it just, and, you know, the WKU thing brings it up too is, like, Ruben Drones has the record for most rushing yards in a season. And it was broken, and he doesn't have it anymore because they didn't count his bowl game. But if you counted his bowl game, then he would have it. But yeah, they yeah. changed the rule that bowl games back then don't count for the season. Now they count. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, well, they bro- they broke his record. And it's like, well, no, then count his bowl game too. And they don't do it. And it annoys the shit out of me. Even though I have no dog in the Ruben Drones fight. Yeah, like, no, but I get know, what you're saying. Yeah, Wisconsin, whatever. It's just <laughs> like that whole thing is like just so annoying. Yeah, like, I agree. You know, he set the record. He just, you know, and he had like 300 yards in his bowl game. Like he dominated the record. <laughs> it was just like, well. Uh, we didn't count it back then. Sorry about it. Yeah, he probably would have only had a hundred if we counted bowl games. Like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. It's oh god, it annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, I don't like that either. I, I, why did they not count them back then? They should have counted them from the start. Or like, if you're gonna make the change, just now count all the bowl games. Yeah, be like, okay, hire some intern in to go do it. 2001 counted. Yeah, yeah, stupid, yeah. stupid. Yeah, hire some intern, <laughs> idiots. Yeah, they're free. Yeah. Uh, so right now. Uh, in the midst of us recording is the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, which includes San Diego State, number 24, from the Mountain West, and they are currently beating UTSA, uh, formerly of the top 25, and the uh, they beat WKU in their conference championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are the Conference USA champions. Um, that is an interesting one, because that would put uh, the Mountain West at 3-0 and in bowl games. And shockingly, the Mac, which again, we love the action on this podcast. <laughs> that was awesome. Pimpleton, what a game. Yep, yep. Uh, what a Northern stud. Illinois, Mac champs lost to Coastal Carolina. Wyoming, beating up on Kent State today. Um, Eastern Michigan, getting slaughtered by, by Liberty. Liberty, yep. Uh, 56 to 20. Um, and then. Is Marshall? Marshall getting beat by Louisiana. No, Marshall's in the. Um, is Marshall in the Mac? I no, thought so. They. No, they're not. They're, they're in the, in the uh, Conference, Conference USA. USA. Yep. Yeah. There is a fourth one. Well, take my word for it. There is a fourth team from the MAC that was in the uh, in the bowl games and lost. Toledo did. Toledo lost to Middle Tennessee State, who mm-hmm. also sucks. So tough. Not a good tough look for the MAC. So far, no Power Five teams have won a uh, won a bowl game. That's true. Yep. Oregon so. State lost. Um, I don't know. BYU is not technically Power Five yet. Yeah, technically, it's you know Oregon State's the only one that lost, and <laughs> you know. hey, it's, but they're hey, still on one. <laughs> Wyoming is currently outpacing Power Five schools, and Kyle's not here to defend them, so suck it, suck it, Kyle. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, well, so that's kind of all the bowl games that have happened. Um, and we got some big ones coming up. We're not going to give our predictions for the 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 major ones just quite yet um but just some coming up on the radar tomorrow army um plays missouri in the 
Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Loved it. Or love it. Yep. Love the Armed Forces. Let's go. Um, And then some, we got an obscure one. Feels like home cooking. Yeah, yeah. Obscure one, North Texas versus Miami of Ohio. Um, And then UCF versus Florida. Uh, I'm excited to watch that one. That's on Thursday. Um, Two teams from Florida that don't play each other a whole lot. Um, so, so that will be an interesting one to see. Interesting. Sam, what was your take on the Heisman results? I know that, uh, we came in and predicted it and, uh, you guys rode with your boy, Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. tragically fell short. Uh, I was rooting for Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, also tragically fell short to, uh, Bryce Young. I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't hate the decision. I mean, Bryce Young... He, I mean, he, he was a stud this year. He really, and it's hard to not be a stud when you play for Alabama. Let's be honest. I mean, and I, we've talked about it on previous podcast episodes where Alabama, you know, they were a running back factory and they're now a wide receiver slash QB factory with what three alumni in the NFL right now at quarterback. And I mean, this guy, Bryce Young, he's only, I think it's his first year playing, but I think he's a sophomore technically. I mean, he could win it again next year. Um, I would have loved to seen Aiden Hutchinson get it too, just to see a, a defensive player get it every once, you know, once in a while. Or if, when was the last one? Like in the nineties. Um, I, I don't think it was a bad pick, but um, and C.J. Stroud had no chance. Let's be honest. Dude, C.J. Stroud was really good. It was a good crop. All of them were very deserving. This didn't feel like, you know, any of the past ones where there's like a running back that sneaks in there because they had like 9,000 yards at some crappy school. Like it, it felt like all of them very much deserved it. Like Aiden Hutchinson was one of a few defensive players that were getting buzzed and he was kind of like the defensive representative that I don't think ever had a shot, but it was cool to see. Um, Kenny Pickett made a name for himself and kind of got trendy, but obviously he didn't get the first place votes. They came out with the votes and um, like by a mile, it was Bryce Young. And I don't think that's the wrong call. That's why I said that's, that's, who I think it'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the thing that irked me was it never ceases to amaze me when somebody that has never had any doubters whatsoever comes on and talks about how all the haters are anti them. Yeah, anti. Like, come on. He came on and literally in his intro video, they're addressing him as the chosen one on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, so you... What's it like, mom and dad, to have raised a chosen one? And mom and dad are like, we knew from a young age that he was going to make a million dollars in the NFL. Yeah, we knew he come was going to be. <laughs> he's going to the Hall of Fame in the NFL. He's in, and mom's crying like this is just the first chapter in his book of greatness and blah blah. And like they got his high school coach on there and oh he was, we couldn't beat him off with a stick. He had an offer from every single Power Five, Group of Five, SCS. Every school wanted to get him. You know, we were talking to NFL scouts, and they were wanting to know about, you know, where is this kid going to go? And, oh, we'll have to, you know, figure out where we're going to go watch him at, blah, blah, blah. Like, he gets a five-star full ride to USC. Changes his mind, decommits, goes to Alabama full ride. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's throwing, and, like, Devontae Smith is on there, and he's like, hey, who knew that your first touchdown pass would be from one Heisman winner to another? And it was like, you're playing with Heisman winners, and you have this whole thing. And then he comes up there, and he's like, Everybody always doubted me. Yeah. No one ever thought I would make it this far. 
Even though I was literally the favorite coming in tonight. See, like, dude, shut the fuck up. That's what I hate. Like, and I, I, I don't want to say, like, you haven't had a rough life, but because, you know, personal things are different. But if you got recruited to Alabama and started as a sophomore, I doubt you had any uh, people hating on you or doubting you in your, cali- or in your sports-related life. Like, come on. If you're going to the top school in the nation, you're a five-star athlete coming out of high school, like, I doubt you had any doubters. Like, I'm not talking about personal, but you didn't have it rough in sports. It just, like, the whole thing, again, like, it all comes back to Wyoming, baby. But, (laughs) like, when we talk about Josh Allen and, like... Only you would make a Heisman talk mm -hmm. about Wyoming. Hell yeah, we are. Hell yeah, we are, daddy. Like, literally, Josh Allen comes out of high school from Fireball with not a single offer from anywhere. Has to walk on to JUCO. Mm -hmm. Go from JUCO to... He sent... Every Power Five and Group of Five coach, a fucking highlight reel and a letter, and he got one offer out of any of them. Goes to Wyoming, breaks his collarbone in his thirteenth play, done for the year. Comes mm-hmm. back. He's not at a big school. He doesn't have all these advantages. He's in a quarterback competition coming out, and earns his way into the NFL. Everybody hates and doubts on him the entire time. Of oh, if like Buffalo fans wear the shirt where uh, I can't remember who made it. It was like. You know, dead spin or fan size. Somebody had, if Josh Allen succeeds, it will literally disprove all of math itself and like all this shit that into a MVP. That's a guy that can talk about his doubters and his haters and blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly. Not Bryce even after Young, his who's already gonna go top five. Yeah, even after his first year of pro, there was doubters on Josh Allen. And just to set the record straight, he, yeah, he hasn't seen. he hasn't that's won MVP yet. Just just so everybody knows that MVP. has not yeah. won it. But no, I get what you're saying. I I totally agree. And um. Just just to bring CSU into this, you know, a guy like Michael Gallup had offers from these top schools um, and didn't have the grades to get into them, so he ended up going to JUCO for a year, and sense. then you know uh, got recruited by CSU, and now he's he's in the NFL. Like that's that's some difficulty. That's that's facing adversity. You know, going to Alabama like and everything is not. Like there's so many people. Like you hear all of the stories on all of the like. Like, ESPN loves the puff pieces about, um, like, they had the college awards for the kid that came out, and he's talking about, um, you know, standing on the bridge and thinking, hey, I could jump right now and kill myself, and that'd be the end of it, and I would be, it'd be over. Like, the pain would be done. Mm -hmm. And now he's going back, and he's working with all these kids on, um, like, mental health for college athletes, and, like, he was that close to killing himself, and it's like, to listen to Bryce Young go up there and talk about, like, ah, man. People really, when they called me the chosen one, they said it like thinking maybe I'd only be a Pro Bowler once or twice. You know, it's just, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, Seriously. nobody's ever doubted you. Like, your NIL deal was seven figures when you were 18 years old. Like, it didn't matter what school you went to, your NIL deal was already going to be seven figures. Like, yeah. dude, yeah. don't give me the whole doubters and haters speech. Like, it's yeah. unbelievable. Why does everybody have to have it hard? Why can't people just have, like, an easy route? Like, it's, like he's doesn't just make you less like, of an athlete or less, like, your achievements less because you had an easier route. It just means you're a gifted athlete. You don't have right. to have a hardship to be great. It's not like, you know, like, I'm not rooting for him to have the hardship. I'm no, just saying no. don't come out here and play that song and dance. Just... Be grateful, thank you. You know, I got great teammates, whatever. Like, yeah. don't give me the haters and doubters. It just cracks me up when they convince themselves that they have it so much tougher. I'm watching this UT, uh, UTSA versus San Diego State game right now. Um, we're recording this on, on Tuesday. But UTSA's helmets are pretty cool. They got the, the roadrunner on one side, 
and the other side they have 210 which i'm assuming is like their area code or something um pretty clean i like them just just wanted to throw it and san diego state's still wearing their typical black and red um but i, I wanted know, to san diego states are kind of sick where it's like the actual like aztec yeah 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 they're just not wearing anything like special for the bowl game calendar looking deal mm-hmm. like i think those are cool um, I don't like to wear a special thing for the bowl game. Just wear a uniform. Yeah. I guess if, if you haven't been in a long time or something, maybe. But I wanted to ask you a question, Joe, before we get into um, kind of the the next thing we had on our agenda. Um, but before we get into college basketball, I guess I could say. But I wanted to ask, what's your opinion on guys sitting out of bowl games? Because I have an opinion about it. But I want to hear yours. I bet we, I bet we differ on this one, brother. I bet we do I, too. I think you're going to take a player side, and I'm, I'm not. I think that if I'm going to go pro, and like today, Xavier uh, Valade, Chad Muma, like these are guys that are going to go pro, go to the NFL. Chad Muma is going to be a high round pick, and they played. Josh Allen certainly, probably should have sat out his bowl game. That's not him. If it were me, I wouldn't sit it out. Um, but like you know, the famous examples like Christian McCaffrey sat out his last game with Stanford. I think if you are risking, like, I mean, Willis McGahee's last game in college was a cataclysmic knee injury that almost cost him his career. Miles mm-hmm. um, Jack had a serious knee injury in college that uh, almost cost him. Like, you, uh, Arian Foster is a longtime Texans running back from Tennessee, and he's on record as saying, like, you shouldn't carry the football anymore than for free any more than you have to like if so, you're able to go get paid i agree go get paid and do it i agree but does your stance change now that players are getting paid from outside not they're not getting paid by their schools but now with the nil deals does that change it like i don't know if if these guys are getting like oh if you play your bowl game you know we'll pay you this much or our company's given sponsorships or anything like that but does that change it I at all if there's any of that not for me i mean honestly like if it were like i don't I, it's really hard for me, like when you know the Avs or the Rockies or somebody has like a, you know, you have like your favorite player on your team that leaves in free agency because they offer him five million more, and you're like, ah, twenty million is plenty. Like, what the fuck? But mm-hmm. you can't ever ask somebody to not, you know, go get as much money as they can. Like, if somebody offered me two thousand more dollars at work, like I'm gonna be pretty interested, and that's a hell of a lot less than five million dollars. Like, yeah, I agree. You, you, I'm not mad at these guys. Yeah, and I'm not mad at them sitting out because, you know, you're right. Their careers are on the line. But the way I look at it is, okay, Kenny P right now, he's arguably could be the first quarterback to go. It's it's not a for sure thing. But if he goes out there and balls in his bowl game, I mean, that could help your draft stock. But scouts are still going to look at it, I think. They're still going to look at it. Okay, even if you just do what you've always done, okay, okay, this guy shows consistency. I would they watch a bowl game. I want to see what a guy does in a bowl game. If I was a scout, I'd be like, okay, this game technically doesn't matter. You're not going to go to the playoffs or anything, but I want to see if you still are dedicated and are a good teammate and all this stuff, you're still willing to put in everything and try to win a game. You know, I, I, I just – I would – hate i would never do that to my teammates i guess i know it's the money but i would i would play if i'm telling you sam i'm your agent and i'm telling you and like you know again like one of the examples i have of this is uh brett smith was espn's number one quarterback as a freshman his first year at wyoming and he never panned out and you know part of it was concussions and we talked about a little bit before but his agent was telling him 
you're going to be a second or third rounder. And all the agents are always telling you leave school because they don't get any money from you at school. They mm-hmm. get money. Exactly. A, you know, I don't know how it changed with NIL and all that shit, but like they're getting a lot more money off an NFL contract than an NIL deal. Like the top, top NIL deals are like a million bucks. Not, you know, Josh Allen's going to make like $250 million. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a lot, a lot more money that these agents are telling them you're going to go here. And when you've got the combine coming up in April and, you know, that's four months from now, and you're out there and you get your – I mean, look how many injuries happen throughout games. Like if you tear your Achilles or if you pop an MCL or even if it's just something minor tweak and your 40 time is half a second slower, you're going from third round to undrafted. Yeah, but you, you could just not – I mean, time. If, if your draft stock's that high, like Kyler Murray, for example, he only threw guys at his pro high. day. Oh, so you're talking about like guys still, that like still, aren't – Projected first overall. You're talking right. about guys like, uh, like the going running in the fourth round. Oh, going in the okay. Fourth round and okay. You're risk getting injured. Like, okay. Now all of a sudden you go from fourth round to undrafted, and you're trying to just struggle onto a camp. Whereas, if you get drafted in the fourth round, you're kind of gifted. All right, they're going to make the roster because we can't just go cut and draft picks. I get that. Who's I get that because yeah, for those kind of guys, your your combine can really either shoot you up to it could shoot you up a couple of rounds even, or it could drop you down. So I, I get what you're saying for those guys that are not projected first, second, third rounders, the combines a really big deal. I, I, I get where you're coming from for that. That makes sense. And like, I mean, to be honest, if it's not the Rose bowl, if it's not like we joke about the famous Idaho potato bowl banner flies forever, but <laughs> like this isn't a Rose bowl. It's not, uh, you know, the cotton bowl. It's not, the national championship it's not the sugar bowl it's not like one of these like that this is an actual big big deal that like forever reigns in the halls like a lot of these are you're going to the fucking gildan new mexico t-shirt bowl <laughs> like, it just if yeah you sit that out like i did josh allen sit out his bowl game nope he played in all of his bowl See, games he was the mvp of his bowl game in his senior year right before the draft uh, so or he junior. graduated as a junior. But hey, yeah, hell yeah. See, I respect that. That's I can finally say I, I respect something Josh Allen's done. Like, like he didn't need to do that, mm-hmm. and he still went, what, seventh overall? He did go seventh overall. Um, and, like, he made a lot more of his noise at his pro day. At his, Like, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, like, John Elway went up there, watched it live, and been breathing color, and then still passed over him. So, like... Yeah, he but made I a think lot more noise in his Pro Bowl and his Combine and his like the Buffalo Bills weren't at that bowl game. They were at the Senior Bowl, his Pro Day, and the Combine. See, that's the other thing though. You could still get hurt at the Senior Bowl. But it's a lot different because it's a full week of practice. Uh, yeah, where coaches are taking you through drills. They're playing you in certain situations and certain looks, and they're like, "You're not playing like, the full game either." It doesn't matter the game. It's literally you're out there so that. It's not scouts that are watching Wyoming or CSU Mm -hmm. or whoever run you through their drills with their players. It's let's get them with some different people. Like, okay, we know that this linebacker is really good or this lineman's really good. Let's put them up against another one from a you know heavy conference or a good comp to see how he reacts to higher levels of competition. Let's put them in our drills with our coaches. Like, I actually remember uh, teams go there. Josh Allen's in Josh Allen's uh, Senior Bowl. He threw a touchdown pass to Michael Gallup, so he can thank the Rammy for that. And they had uh, that occurred, and they were coached by none other than uh, Vance Joseph, 
Yes, I remember that. Yes, yes. And Vance Joseph and his coaching staff were like, it's awesome. We get to have our hands directly on these players. Oh, they look so good. And then they passed on both those two guys. Yep. Oops. Yep. Um, well, anyway, let's uh, we can talk about college hoops for a little bit before we get to our Q&A. Um, shout out to all the people that, that sent us DMs and everything. We, we appreciate it. We hope you're listening and uh, are going to like our questions. But before we get to that, so college football or college basketball, sorry. Um, Kyle's not here to hype up his own team, but Iowa State has really shot up um, after they just won again today. But they are currently ninth in the country at 11-0. and I mean, who would have thought after winning one game in their conference last year? And, uh, well, (laughs) let's bear in mind, even though, you know, we don't want to crap all over Kyle's team while he's not here, like, these are coming against teams like Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah, I mean, they played Chicago Uh, State today. They have two ranked wins. I'll I'll give them that. (laughs) And Southeastern Louisiana. The problem is neither of their ranked wins. Because, again, like we've talked about the the AP Top 25, and like Kyle was a big proponent of this in basketball, that it's literally just throwing darts at who you think is going to be good because of their blue blood or whatever, like mm-hmm. local buzz. The like they don't have a Q one win, which is how you build a resume. Well, I think Memphis so played anybody. The Memphis win is gonna look better because Memphis just beat number nine Alabama, and they play number eighteen Tennessee. Oh, that no, never mind. That game was canceled. But it, Memphis will probably be That's ranked right, they were next. Nine in the, yeah, so I think uh, Memphis will probably be ranked next week. So that win looks a little bit better. But you're right. They they the uh, good news for Iowa State is they have. The you know as much as we shit on the Big Twelve for their football is a joke, their basketball is very good and like, mm-hmm. you know it's not like football where you have to like get lucky on whatever. Like if you win, you're in, and they'll have a lot of those opportunities to win Q one games. Like Baylor's number one, their Ken Palm number one, Kansas is number four in Ken Palm, Texas. Um, it's too bad that they miss out on their Tennessee game because they're number nine in Ken Palm. Um, you know, Texas spent some time as the number one team in the AP. They're 16. Um, and then, unfortunately for Iowa State, like they are behind uh, Texas Tech mm-hmm. and Memphis at 31. They are behind Oklahoma at 33. They are behind. So they're they are behind quite a few of their compatriots. West Virginia at uh, 43. They are sitting at 44 in Kinpom, number mm. nine in the nation. So... We'll see. Interesting. Um, like, it'll be interesting to see how they fare because, like I said, they've got all the teams that they can go out and beat are ahead of them. If they go out there and beat them, then they'll raise. And there's not a question. It's not like one of those UTSA situations or Cincinnati where you could beat everybody ahead of you and it's still like, well, they kind of suck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, another school, before, before we get to our schools, um, Arizona, who – Wyoming actually played, right? Uh, yeah, you guys. Yeah, in Tucson. We were beat up pretty good. Yeah, and since then they've gone on a run. They also, I mean, they haven't had the hardest schedule either, but they play Tennessee tomorrow, who's number 19, and then Thursday, the 30th, they play UCLA, who's number 5. So Arizona's got back-to-back ranked teams. I If they win those and they're still one of the last remaining undefeated, they could jump up from... They're, five, they're six right now. They could jump up ahead of Duke and Purdue and, and be that number two school behind Baylor even. Yeah. The one that I would highlight that I think everybody would highlight, unfortunately, 
Uh, I hate Duke, but Duke is up here. Um, mm-hmm. They were briefly number one in both Kinpom and the nation. Uh, suffered a tough loss and then had Coach K's grandson on the team pop for DUI in Oof. Coach K's swan song, so probably not what you're looking for. Uh, but they don't play another team in the top 25 from now until the end of March. So they will not That's insane. It, like the ACC sucks in football and now basketball. And once you have uh, Coach K leave, I don't know that Duke stays the same. Like maybe they do and maybe he built a program, but Duke sucked before he got there. And then he's literally been Duke for like 40 years. So, well, okay. So I get it going into the season. They So they were ranked, I think, ninth to start and they beat Kentucky, who was number 10. So obviously like a big win, but then. They didn't really beat anyone good until they beat Gonzaga, which was number one at the time. Huge win. And then they immediately followed that up with a loss to Ohio State. But you're right. Like, how do they not play another ranked team until... I don't even see it. When do they play them? They don't play another ranked team. Oh, oh. They have zero ranked teams. That's insane. The the next highest in Kinpom, we have number 22, Virginia Tech. And then... Uh, also in the top 50 is number 36, North Carolina yeah. and number 38, uh, Florida state. So that's insane. They like, there is a awful ACC this year. So Duke should absolutely rumble their way through that. Like I bet you Duke doesn't lose another game, maybe one here or there, but they're going to finish as like a two, three loss team. That's going to finish on a one line in the bracket. Almost guaranteed. With yeah, with one of the easiest schedules. <laughs> yeah, like they're gonna roll through the rest of their schedule. They're already ten and one. Yeah. They've got some Q one wins already, and then they don't have to worry about getting any more. They're already That's good. the way to do it though. That's the way to set up a schedule if you're gonna do mm-hmm. it. I mean, as long as you win those first two games or those two, you know, Q one games. Um well and then CSU, my boys, are up at twenty one right now. Uh they haven't played since the 11th. They beat Mississippi State to, it was like the Basketball Hall of Fame classic game or whatever. Um, and then they were scheduled to play Toledo and Alabama. Both those games got canceled, which stinks because Alabama was number nine. So that would have been a, a big game. And then their game mm. this week got canceled. So CSU basketball, last game was the 11th. They don't play again till the 28th. And that will be against New Mexico, who sucks so we're it's it's all of our out of conference games are over for the season already um and we'll we'll jump into the mountain west games which it definitely sucks they should run the table they said the uh they won't run the table the uh tough one for wyoming was against uh arizona that was in tucson we set a couple nights previous against Hastings, a school from Nebraska, we set the NCAA record for threes in a game and for threes by a single person. Um, so we were just raining them in from three, and then we had like our worst night in three or four years from three against Arizona. So they've kept falling, and then we went ice cold, which it's just a bad game to go ice cold in. I don't think we win that game regardless, but I think it would have been a little bit closer and a little more respectable. Um, and it wasn't like it was a ridiculous blowout, but... Uh, then we went and beat Utah Valley State, and then we similarly hadn't had a game for eleven days. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow we play Stanford in the Maui Invitational, uh, or something to that measure. Hawaiian like Airlines Waikiki. Diamond Head Classic. God, that's a long Thank name. <laughs> Thank you, the Diamond the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic. Thank you. Uh, so we played uh, Stanford last time that Wyoming Stanford met. 
big win for Wyoming. We have an all-time winning record against them. It was in 1980, so mm. you know, relevant. <laughs> no, relevant. Uh, Stanford is 89 in Ken Palm. Wyoming is at 107, so they continue up from that 182. The loss certainly kind of hurt them, but it was more or less expected as uh, Arizona is at 7 in Ken Palm. What's CSU? Sam, would you like to guess where CSU is? Thank you for the uh, so we're 21 in the rankings. What was Iowa State in Ken Palm? I haven't said that yet either. Oh, okay. Um, you guys are 108. I'm going to say we're 41. Close. You are 35 in Ken Palm. Which, <laughs> uh, again, as you continue to climb. So that is behind... Oh, no, I'm sorry. You jumped uh, San Diego State for the number one Mountain West spot. You're not 42. Let's go. Yep. Love uh, it. Iowa State is at 44. Which 44 is just crazy that they're ninth in the country and 44 in the Ken Palm. I, and that's why I like the Ken Palm. I'm not going to say they're all BS or that the, the AP polls are BS, but I, I like that different perspective that it brings in, gets away the hype of the name and looks at the actual numbers. It's like a money ball, mm-hmm. but for college basketball. Right. Uh, part of their problem is that they have a very high luck coefficient. Uh, Ken mm. Palm seems to say that both you and uh, – Iowa State are very lucky teams. I would agree with that, um, honestly. We've had a lot. We've had three like second half comebacks, so I'm I'm not surprised. And that's the thing is, it's so hard to watch all of the like all of college football. You can sit down for a solid twelve hours on Saturday and a couple of like Friday games, yeah, and you can see almost all the important ones. And then you can go back and watch highlights, look at scores, and understand over the course of the next six days with no games exactly where everybody falls. There's a new rankings that come out. Makes sense. You look at who's playing who. Uh, but but but, mm-hmm. like basketball, there's games every single night, and you're bouncing around, and who's good. And now the COVID, they're canceled, and this and that, and there's breaks, and yep. uh, these weird tournaments that are getting played. Blah blah blah. Like it's still bowl game season, so it's just a lot easier to miss. Like if somebody is lucky, etc. Um, the strength of schedule for CSU is bad. Um, mm-hmm. The strength of schedule for Iowa State is one of the worst. Holy crap. Shout out Kyle Bowl. Adjusted strength of schedule based on opponents total. So counting both their offense and their defense. CSU has had the 224th easiest schedule in college basketball. Yikes. Would you like to guess what Iowa State is? We're two, Holy crap. 220, are they like in the... I don't even know how many college teams there are, so I don't want to give a stupid number like... 330? Man, that is a stupid number, Sam. They are 344. Oh! 344th easiest oh, schedule. With two there ranked are, wins. <laughs> with two ranked wins. That's how bad the teams that they're playing are. Um, for reference, there are 355 oh, okay. uh, teams on here, including number 355, whom they whooped up on, Arkansas Pine Bluff. They're 355? <laughs> uh... Excuse me, 356. Oh, so wow. There is that. Jeez, um, that's insane. Yeah, there is, there, is some, uh, there is some noise in that. They have the 355th ranked offenses against. So Iowa State, not counting the games against Iowa State, 
the opponent's offenses are 350th. So second to last. Combined offense. Wow. So they haven't faced anybody that can score even remotely at a D1 level. Yeah, like so. they're playing like 11-year-old YMCA youth teams. Right, like St. Mary's School for the Blind <laughs> is coming to Ames, Iowa, uh, and they're throttling them. So, wow. Uh, that's... That's where a lot of this comes from is like when you adjust for luck and strength of schedule, uh, Iowa State is at a 342 out of 356 of what they can not control. So essentially that's why Iowa State is so low is that uh, Iowa State is, you know, 12-0, some decent wins, blah, blah, blah. And again, like they'll get to go prove it. And like, you know, you can only play who you played and they played a bunch of cupcakes. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, they beat those. They did what they're supposed to beat the cupcakes. Go out there and do it. It just is. They've gotten a little lucky and played like uh, just the ass cheeks of college like, football, no, college basketball. Everybody else that's in the top hundred, like their opponent schedule, like Baylor's at two hundred and sixty ninth, and Duke's at two hundred sixty third. Nobody else is in the two hundreds. Mm. Like everybody else is, like. Alabama has had the sixth toughest, and Michigan has had the 31st. And, mm-hmm. like, on and on down the line, like, uh, Northwestern has had 326, so they're still slightly ahead of Iowa State. But, like, nobody has had it as easy as Iowa State, and it's not close. And then they are also in the top half of luckiest teams. So, God. Uh, in fact, they are 100. Well, that's not true. They are 114th in luckiest team, mm. pronounces their way, so. Is interesting. Um, again, like CSU, the Mountain West is not particularly good this year. We'll see how it goes. It just sucks. Like COVID has had such a major impact mm-hmm. going through. Like uh, you're just seeing games canceled left and right, and like are they going to just go straight to conferences? And like now the NBA is canceling games, and the NHL's not sending players, and the NFL is an absolute gong show right now with everything. Like. Yeah, I mean the NBA is basically really just the G League at this point. What's your like? We don't have to dive all the way into this, but the fact that the Nets are going to sign Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and he to, won't. He can't play home game. Or oh yeah, he can't he play. He can't play home games or in Canada a division team. Yep. And he can't play against the Knicks a division team. Mm-hmm. So he's going to play like twenty games. Maybe he's gonna be a. They literally listen him as a part-time player. That at least we got a body for road games. Like it's unconscionable. Like that this dude just can't fucking figure it While out. While making thirty million. <laughs> Unfucking real. Oh gosh. Um. Also, I wanted to say. So before we get to the Q and A, uh, I'm like I mentioned before. I'm watching the San Diego State versus uh, UTSA game. They're playing where the at the FC Dallas Soccer Stadium. That's where this bowl game's at. Like what the hell. How is it that Colorado doesn't have a bowl game? Uh, yeah, who, what is, when, who like, would want to play a mile like, high? S- like, put it one in mile high. I bet you that they would have one in, I mean, after the outdoor game was a disaster, but Air Force, even one at Folsom for CU, like that's a with the flat irons and Boulder's a cool place and whatever. Yeah, like, I don't understand. CSU just built a brand new state. Somebody should go to a game at CSU Stadium. I mean, they just <laughs> built a new one, so they should have one there. Like, there's a lot of... Yeah, instead they're at Potential. FC Dallas on a soccer field. Yeah, or fucking Boise, Idaho. God, yeah. Like, that's worse weather. If you're worried about the weather, like, for God's sakes. Yeah, not smart. Not, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway. I just doesn't care about college sports. No, no, they don't. 
Um, Except for they care about our podcast. They do. They love it. <laughs> um, well, let's get into this Q and A. Uh, so I'm gonna rattle off a couple questions. We'll spend a little bit on each one, and uh, I'll shout out the the person that gave us this question. A lot of them actually from former guests, which I appreciate. Um, so this first one is from uh, Mike Silvis, uh, mm-hmm. Colorado School of Mines pole vaulter alumni, mm-hmm. and his question was, "When will collegiate rugby take off, and why is it in the next five years?" <laughs> okay, this question is stupid because I lived with a college rugby player, and like, I'm sorry if anyone listening to this is a rugby guy, but it's the fucking worst. And my wife will back me up on this. Like, rugby <laughs> culture is like. As soon as an NFL game like is even like like oh I play fantasy football they gotta like oh you know rugby's a lot tougher than that we don't wear pads yeah. oh you know we actually tackle a lot more soundly oh you know we mastered the multilaterals I don't know why is it like oh my god shut up like these I are such better care. athletes than you like you have one athlete like they used to all the time be like oh we would beat the Wyoming football team those guys suck blah 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 like I doubt we it. had one Division one athlete come out of Wyoming that year mm-hmm. that went to the team. Every single one of you idiots is from Wyoming. <laughs> like, do you not understand that, like, we're pulling, like, the best guy from every high school that he's coming from mm-hmm. that we're paying him thousands of dollars? Exactly. Like, and you guys are just, like, slamming down C4 and, like, <laughs> Dude, I hanging will, out in dorm rooms? I will say rugby players are savages. So we were uh, – Fort Collins does the um, – Tour of Fat every year. It's everyone bikes around and there's a bunch yep. of house parties yep. and they're all in the front yard. So we were ro- the hockey team always rollerbladed and we were rollerblading and we stop at this rugby house for some reason and we decided to do a thing where uh, every there's like five guys on each side. You chug a tall boy. You don't have to flip it or anything. It's just a can. You chug the tall boy and whoever finishes first like wins. These guys, each guy, not only chugged it in like a second but then crushed the can on their head and we're like wait was that part of the game are we supposed to crush it on our head once we're done with it they smoked us like these guys are just and they all have like mullets and like cut off shorts like they are a different breed but when is rugby in general going to take off in the u.s never yeah dude it ain't happening yeah like it ain't taking off anywhere else in the world like if you want rugby you're gonna have to go to new zealand or south africa bro and like Best of luck to you. Yeah, but good, yeah. but good, good question, Mike. We appreciate it. You're trying, William. Um, next one, f- another former guest, Grant Gallo, um, from Nazareth College, hockey player. Nice. Which college is going to hire Urban Meyer? Hopefully, none. Uh, God, dude, we were debating this offline. Like, <sighs> I don't think any school I don't should. Know. This couldn't have been a more disastrous 10 months for him or eight months, whatever it's been. Like, he went from signing Tim Tebow to play tight end, which everybody was like, well, that's a bad idea. Cutting legitimate tight ends to do so, mm-hmm. that's a bad idea. Tim Tebow sucks and you cut him. Everybody hates him for that. That was just a bad circus to have. Like, getting in fights with Trevor Lawrence, putting him in a position not to succeed, mm-hmm. getting in fights with the ownership, yelling at your players, yelling at your, your coaches. Thumb up some girl's butt. Yeah, telling your coaches they're all losers. And then, like, in his apology to leave the fucking, like, well, my time here is done. And it's because my coaches are soft and everybody here is a bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it's like the worst apology ever. He kicked the guy. He kicked, like, okay, I've had coaches, like, 
when I'm not playing well, like on the bench, like for a hockey game, like hit my helmet, and be like, come on, man. Like that's, that's fine. I get that. But like when you kick a guy and he's saying it's a five out of 10, especially a kicker, why would you kick a kicker in the leg? He needs that. Like, hey, you're not Dude, making he, kicks. Like, well, maybe it's because I have this like, fucking Charlie horse on my leg, coach. Josh Lambo goes, hey, don't fucking kick me again. I'll do what I want. I'm the head ball coach. Yeah, it's like, like dude. That's just such a dude that thinks he is the fucking man. This isn't a like, high school football team in Texas. Like, you're not the man. Going and doing the fucking Larry Stacy thing of staying behind when the team loses just so you can relive your old haunts in Columbus and, like, wear an Ohio State jacket. Yeah. And grind up on some co-ed and like that was bizarre the whole thing like his wife's tweeting about how she's at home babysitting your grandkids like mm-hmm. the whole thing was just so unconsciously odd like it just was awful and like the on-field product was garbage like it blows my mind how bad that went and i don't know how you i mean who knows dude like for some reason coaching in major sports whether it's pro or college they always go back to the same names, even when they suck. Like the same shitty guy gets a job time after time after time. Yeah, I think what I think what's gonna stop him though is the off the field stuff. I think, you know, ten years ago, if he did all the same stuff off the field and everything, he'd get a job. But nowadays, you know, people, you know, speak up when they're getting mistreated and everything. I I don't think he's getting the job. Well, I think he is. I mean. On the same side of my own coin, like it's both sides of my mouth, but he is better suited for college, like where you yes. can say I'm the yes. head ball coach and I can boss you around and I'm good at recruiting. Because it's kids, it's not it's not grown shit. men. Like telling guys to hustle and hydrate and having that P chart where it was like how yellow your P is is how good of a teammate you are and shit, like in the urinals. Like, yeah, that's weird. By the way, that's a so weird. Athlete, you don't need to tell this guy who's been to like three or four Pro Bowls, hey. You need to do it this way. He's going to say, I've done it this way and gotten to Pro Bowls. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's this like, dude, I'm one like, of the greatest athletes on the planet. Right. Like, I, if I want to drink 18 Diet Cokes, I'm going to. Like, shut yeah, up. Like, it's just how it's just how it goes these days. Like, you're not going to be able to bring that same level to an NFL player. And part of it is like, oh, NFL players are so entitled. No, that they know exactly how to get here. This is the elite of the elite that have gotten here. And, like, Urban Meyer, you ain't earned the NFL. And clearly, mm-hmm. like, he showed that he has no grasp on how to run a team, how to coach X's and O's. They looked inept. And, like, these are t- this is a bad team that got worse with his X's and O's. Exactly. Well, with and better I th- players. And I think another thing, is, another thing is that, like, I'm trying to think of how I can word this. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, he, the team got worse. He had no control. Um, I think if he was to go back to college, like he probably have the same mentality and he probably would be successful, but uh, you can't like, imagine if he was coaching a different pro team and had the same, like with a veteran quarterback, like Mm -hmm. uh, let's say he's on Pittsburgh for like, you think Ben Roethlisberger is going to take his crap? Like, no, like he's lucky. He had a rookie quarterback that was like, you know, probably a little scared to speak up, but he's a clown and I hope he doesn't get hired. We'll see. I mean, I could see like a fringe power five team taking him because I think a mid-major obviously would snap him up just for the recruiting alone and the like way it would put like a, you know, middle Tennessee state on the map or something. And I don't think he's willing to go down to that low of a one pay to fame. I think he's like absolutely has to be in front of the camera just the way his ego is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could see him going to like a 
Arkansas or Vanderbilt. I mean, that might be too small for him. Even like going to a Duke, going to a you know one of those types of jobs Kentucky, where I don't think yeah. he's going to be eligible anymore to get those high, high profile Notre Dame, LSU, Florida type jobs. But he might be able to go and get like a middle of the road SEC team that he could turn into something. And but right now, like his legacy. I'll never think of Urban Meyer for anything but the absolute fucking gong show. I mean, I already, was. I already hated him because he he was on the board that helped hire Steve Adazio for CSU. I, he was not on the board. He was the guy. That yeah, oh, that's what. Yeah, he was like he just came out and picked him. Yeah, and CSU. I hated that. And they're like, well, you were our only good coach for the last forty years since Sonny. So mm-hmm. fuck it, you can pick a head coach. <laughs> hey, just don't uh, go do anything. Don't do any crazy shit in the next five years, you know, and make us look bad. He's like, well, oh, oh. sorry. Uh. Oh, sorry, I did that, and also your coach is racist. <laughs> yeah, God. My bad. Uh, all right, uh, so next question. Kind of kind of a good transition, actually, since we're talking about uh, scandals. Uh, what? This is from another guest, Evan Place, first guest ever. What college football player, in each of your opinions, will have the next big legal scandal? Sam, you go ahead and go first on this one, buddy. Oh, and I, I forgot I forgot a, a part in here. Uh, hashtag the next OJ. <laughs> hashtag the next OJ. Keep it classy, Ed, but. Nice. Uh, you know, I had a person in mind, and this is going to be uh-huh. controversial, and I don't know what it is about him. It's not looks. It's not personality. But does Kenny Pickett not seem like a guy that just might be like a Johnny Manziel? Like when he gets to the NFL, okay. he's just gonna want to. I would be so upset that he's not here to defend his boy. He discovered. Yeah, I, I just I don't know what it is. I get that vibe. I think because he's in Pitt, he's not in that environment. Like if he was at A and M, like Johnny Manziel was, where it's like a bigger, you know, SEC school. I think he would have these. I don't know. I just I have a feeling that he's gonna want to party it up, and that could lead to problems. Is he a bad guy? Do I think he's a bad guy? No, but for some reason, I can see it. God, I wish Johnny Manziel was good just because Johnny Football was the best nickname. Oh, that's great name. And the money, the money Manziel. That was douchey. I mean, yeah. I got too much money in my hand. I can't hear you. Incredible. Yeah, that makes me. Sam, you're not going to like mine. Mine is not a player. Sorry, Evbot. Jay Norvell is my selection. Oh, um, come on. Major, major Are you kidding me? Uh, new head coach at Colorado State. I'm just following patterns of <laughs> continued Jim McElwain, naked humping sharks, Larry Eustacey, hucking Diet Cokes and licking co-eds, Steve Adazio being racist to janitors. I mean, getting kicked out of FBS games. I'm just following the, like, just connect the dots on down the list. Bingo. No, he's such a stand-up guy. He seems like such a good dude. Like, I was yeah, dude, that's crazy <laughs> that he just left his team. You're just saying, oh, it's fucked up to leave your team at the end of the season for a lateral move. That's crazy. <laughs> all right, we'll see. You know, he's also got a great mustache, but all right. Well, I, I can't get him down on that. Uh, great question, Evan. Appreciate it. <laughs> I was not expecting that answer, Joe. That's funny, though. That's good. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. Also from Mike. Um, and this one, we might have to do some research. I, I, I didn't research any of these questions. If we're just going off the top, has, oh God, are we doing the, oh has any Kansas basketball coach had a losing record? And if so, or 
yeah, sorry, that's it. That uh, it's cut off. So, has any Kansas basketball coach had a losing record? I'm literally googling it right now. Like, what's a terrible Sam? Just or Mike? Just Google it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised. It's, I mean, Kansas has been good for a very long time. Yeah, dude, their very first one was sub 500, and literally the Hall of Fame's named after him. The long search is over. It's Dr. James Naismith, inventor of basketball, and the only coach in Kansas with a losing record. So mm. I think Mike was setting us up for an interesting piece of trivia. It's literally the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame hmm. uh, because he invented it. So interesting, Mike. Thank you. Uh, this next one is not from a guest, but I want to make sure I, I shout them out. So so bear with me real quick. Um it is actually from an Instagram page called Ocean State Fantasy Football. Um, okay. So if, you, if anyone's looking at them, go, go follow them. And their question was, will EA Sports NCAA football be a success from a fiscal and legal angle too? And I think it's going to absolutely blow up. I mean, me and you, Joe, we grew up on that NCAA football games. Like, it was the coolest thing to play. Like, I, I in college, I would play the old ones being like man i'm i just walked on to csu as a quarterback like uh, the game is gonna blow up i think legally three <laughs> yeah still playing at the old stadium but like and phys- fiscal standpoint yeah they're gonna make a shitload of money and legally i think it's fine now that players can get paid i think um guys are gonna you know put their hat in the ring to to try to get on the cover and, and all this stuff i think it's a huge it's gonna be a huge hit now that players can get paid the cover will be very interesting because they were able to put on it was like guy graduates you put him in his college uniform so it was like Tim Tebow in his Gator shit yeah uh, mm-hmm. RG three in his Baylor stuff like they made that work so the cover I think will be fine they'll be able to make that work no problem um, they'll probably be able to do it cheaper because these are NIL guys not NFL guys anymore mm-hmm. um, odds are they're going to be able to figure out some ranking system because like they'll do. I don't know how it works with Madden, but like, I'm pretty sure that every NFLPA member gets the same cut of the pie. So I'm pretty sure that offensive guard number three that has his name and likeness in there, which you know, Madden doesn't even make people close. Like you go look up like Noah Fant, and it is like some like pudgy white guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Even close, uh-huh. and uh, that's a first rounder. Like. It'll be that guy makes the same as you know Tom Brady. Yeah, know, which at the like, end of the, the day, game. like, is that what does that come out to? Like a hundred fifty so bucks. Just cut every player a check that they negotiate. Like, here's an NIL deal for everybody here. Everybody gets a thousand bucks or some shit. It's in the contract. Yeah, you know, and it's not. I don't think they're gonna go NIL. as in depth either. Like, I think they'll have the first stringers and the backups, and that's probably it. Or like, if you're a five star, but like, they're not gonna have you know, the fifth string punter in this game. Right. Like they'll just upload. Cause like they uploaded all the rosters and attributes. They mm-hmm. just put in, Oh, it's QB 15, not Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Or it auto generate a left back. That's this. It would auto generate a last exactly. name or it'd be like, Oh, Roger, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I think the, um, it'll be a success. They'll be able to legally handle it. Like if they weren't confident they could do so, they wouldn't have even started the project. That's why they quit it after 13. Like it's going to be such an immense success because you see the hype that's been built on it from 
when they announced it last year, like it's just gonna go absolute gangbusters when it does drop. And like Madden sales have stayed pretty consistent, but you don't see the like Madden releases aren't what they used to be. Madden uh, esports aren't what they used to be. Like any of the sports games, this one's gonna come out with that same like buzz and punch of like a major game release, and people are gonna be anticipating it and talking about it. It'll be on social media. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a big success. Yeah. The, the, as a sidebar, my biggest pet peeve with NCAA football was I too used to play. I played the one with Michael Crabtree on the front in like 2011, something like that. Oh yeah, from Tech. Uh, yeah. Forever, and he, like, Wyoming always comes around, and it was every single one of them, like 13, like 2004. It didn't matter. Like every one of them had the players run out of the tunnels in the middle of the Wyoming stands, and I do the same thing. Like I'm here walking on as like a you know, winning four Heisman's and four national titles <laughs> in Wyoming. It was awesome. What a guy. Yeah. And saving the scholarship and everything, dude. He's a walk-on. And every single time, dude, it would drive me nuts that they would run out of those portals in the middle where, like, our snack stands are. Like, Sam, you've been to that stadium. Like, <laughs> yeah. You walk in the, it's, like, those portals that you, like, walk into to get beer and, like, go to the bathroom and shit. And, like, our players run out of the, like, big brick building in the north end zone. Mm-hmm. And, like, the other team comes out of the athletic building to the side of the north end zone so they come out of the northwest corner like yeah they don't come running out of the snack stands so that always drove me up a gun another thing i hated actually that i think about it i remember one time i made like a 260 pound running back like just a beast like third down kind of guy but they had me on punt and kick return too and i was like i don't want to do punt and kick returns i'm slow and (laughs) fast dude i used to hate when i'd have like a running back and he's in there and they call you to block. I'd call a timeout every time. It's like middle of the first quarter, and they call me for a blocking play. I'm like, God, timeout. Don't do this like, shit, I'm coach. not blocking. Uh, <laughs> dude, come on. That's funny. I lo- dude, it's sweet. You can take your guy through high school and then college, and then if you have that year's Madden, it would like you could put him in a draft. Yeah, and my so career. Cool. Like, you know, you get drafted to the Lions or something. It, it was sick. Like, I, I think it's going to be a huge success. I'm super excited for it. I love NCAA football. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Um, okay, so we have our last question that was texted. Then we'll go to the ones that we kind of covered on Instagram real quick. But um, this one's from my buddy Jed Howard. Shout out. Um, what is the smallest school based on enrollment to win an NCAA D1 national championship in each of the four major sports? Um, Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> we, we don't have to cover all of them. I think uh, I already pulled up basketball, and there was two answers. So, and Joe, you're going to love the first one. Originally, it was the University of Wyoming when they won the tournament in 1943. Their enrollment was 1,500 people. Oh um, yeah, baby. but we also won it in 1934. So since then, I think it's been beaten. Um, Butler, when they won their national championship, um, they only have an enrollment of. Well, at the time, it was. So 1,500, but God damn. Butler had 4,500, so I don't know why it's saying Butler had the the record. Um, I don't know if because it's like a percentage of like players to enrollment or like how it was, but that's for basketball. For football, I have no idea. Um, Probably also Wyoming moving on. <laughs> probably. Uh, let's see here. One sec. I found one article. Let's go to number one here. It is Holy Cross. Um, oh, this is just who's been ranked number one. Uh, Holy Cross was ranked number one in 1949. Wow, Kyle's kind of shits on them a lot. And their enrollment is 2,900. 
Kosh shits on the Holy Cross. That doesn't feel like what you should do. Uh, I meant the the school, I not like the. Think that that's the way that you should behave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, a big incarnate word guy. Yes, the bird is the word. Um. Well, yeah, I uh, those those were kind of the main ones, and then the last Two couple days. Don't give us homework assignments. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it! So here's the last couple that we had that were uh, through Instagram. Um, these were these ones aren't as bad. Uh, so one was why is the Mountain West so underrated? God knows why. Who knows? Yeah, dude. Like honestly, the Mountain West four and zero in bowl games. The Mountain West is better than the Pac-12 in football. They would honestly, I bet you, if you played Mountain West, ACC, Pac-12, and uh, I hesitate to put the Big 12 in there, but possibly the Mountain West would be more competitive than not. Like they I would agree. Be all, it wouldn't be all the Mountain West teams are the bottom teams. Like The Mountain West would be very competitive. Yep, I agree. Um, another question was, where did Tyre Bradshaw go uh, play college football at? Uh, Louisiana Tech. And he was actually the backup to the uh, Duck Dynasty guy. Really? Yeah. Very weird. I'm a, I'm a big time fan of like the pictures of Terry Bradshaw with the cul-de-sac haircut, ripping heaters in the locker <laughs> Yes. Yes. And drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette at halftime, mostly bald, and he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. And you're like, wait, what? He's off his rocker now, though, dude. You see him on TV. He is. He's dude, a, I love that guy. Yeah, he's no, a little he's strange awesome. now. He's the man. Uh, next one was, uh, who has the most unique mascot? Uh, and Nips. Uh, the Nips, <laughs> if they ever change it, would be up there. But uh, I, I said the uh, Dartmouth, they have a keg. <laughs> Kenny the keg really which I think I don't know if it's their official one or if he just goes to every game but I thought that was pretty cool Kyle loved the Admiral Akbars that weren't mm-hmm. Ole Miss mm-hmm. that would have been a good one uh, Kyle hates the Kansas State one though yeah that's a weird it's the Wildcats that's a weird or, yeah Wildcats actual mascot um, and then another Wildcats. question was what college kicker gets the most ass uh, I said Ass Alley, the kicker for Iowa State. I mean, it's in the name. He's got it, right? I, I mean, sure, dude. Like, I, <laughs> As soon as I saw that one, I was like, I don't – how would we know that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't text these guys. I don't know. <laughs> hey, but with that name. Uh, on a mission to find out. Um, and then another question. Two left. The last one, Joe, is just for you, though. Um, which okay. player is pursuing the hardest degree – uh, I said anyone from Harvard, Yale, Princeton, I mean, Stanford. Those, those, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be able to find the exact guy, but I think if you're at any of those schools, you're probably taking some hard classes. Dude, speaking of, did you see David Bruton, former Denver Broncos and Washington at the time, Redskins quarter or uh, safety, David Bruton got his doctorate from CU yes, in physical and therapy. Actually, over the weekend, I know someone that uh, knows him who had classes with him and is going to actually see if he'd be interested in coming on. Um, oh, they're, not. they're waiting because he uh, he just graduated and just had a kid. So congrats to him, but maybe <laughs> I would bet not. Uh, and then the last <laughs> the last question was, uh, when does Joe actually find it acceptable to storm the field? Listen. There are many instances, like the 
Michigan State, or excuse me, Michigan. Well, honestly, Michigan State, Michigan, I thought was fine. I thought that Michigan, Ohio State was fine. Like when it's two ranked teams, like honestly, Oklahoma State beating Oklahoma in a game that probably sends them to the uh, national title. Like if you win that game and it's like a rivalry and it's a whole thing and um, like that would have sent you to the college football playoffs had you, you know, finished it out, then I have no problem with that one. Like if it's a nationally televised, so it has to be like a big game that tons of people are watching. It can't just be nothing. Uh, it has to be ranked to be ranked and it has to be high up there. Or if it's like a mid-major and you're not ranked, you know, say for like once in a 10-year period, you don't necessarily have to be top 10. But if you're a group or power five, you've got to be top 10. And I'd say more often than not, it has to be a rival. It can't be like preseason, like yeah, Clemson, Georgia. You can't storm the field for that one, even though it's a 3v5 national. Like, yeah. It's too early in the season. Doesn't have enough on the line. I think your your standards are more lenient than mine. I think you storm the field if you're playing a team that was supposed to just crush you. If ranked v ranked is fine. If you're 25 and they're in the top three, go ahead. If you're 15 and you beat the number 10, you should not storm the field. I I th- I just I don't want it to where it ha- I I think it's gonna get this way soon. As a rule of thumb, I think if you are gonna storm the field, it has to be a game where you can automatically in ten years recall the game, and what it meant. So like, I guarantee you that every single person that is a Michigan or probably Ohio State fan, ten years from now can immediately recall okay, Jim Harbaugh's so- first. Yes. That one has an asterisk because it's been so long. In the big house. First, you know, it sends you to the Big Ten title, which you win, which sends you to the college football playoff. Yes, that one's a little different. I agree. Like, that level of, like, to be honest, we stormed the field at the Wyoming CSU game when Josh Allen won in the snow, and it was a major comeback, and it sent us to play Boise, which we also stormed because that was the first time that we had beaten Boise State and sent us to the Mountain West Championship game. So, like, I can clearly remember, like, plays from those games. Like, those are yeah, those are ones too. you can storm. I mean, honestly, I think – I bet you can, Daddy. The <laughs> – like, I bet in 10 years, Kyle might remember that Oklahoma State Game. Oh, I remember that from game this year. Oh, from this year? No, I thought you meant from when they beat Bryn Weeden, where they're number eight and they come out and they beat him. Like, I think there's a good chance they remember that one, and it's like one of those that goes down all time that you always remember. Like, if it's one of those where it's like this is a game where we need to be a part of it, and it's the history and blah blah blah. If it's like, I mean, for example, the Wyoming game this year, where like, yeah, we beat CSU, but we should have. They suck balls, and like, yeah. That one was I'll, a. I'll, it yeah. was a boot and it was great, but that wasn't necessarily a one where it's like, and we won handily, whatever. That's not the one where like. This is the one. like one of the ones we had. We in basketball stormed the court during a whiteout, when at the time Jamal Franklin was on San Diego State, and he was supposed to be like a top five NBA pick, and he kind of fell off, and he ended up going late in the first, and or I think he went in the early second, kind of bounced around the league, but it was his. Number two or three San Diego State Aztecs came in 
It was a whiteout. It was the most packed I've ever been in the AA. It was on ESPN primetime game on a Saturday. We had SportsCenter's number one highlight was Derek Cook getting an alley-oop. It was the most insane play I've ever seen live. Mm -hmm. Throw down Tomahawk Jam on a bad alley-oop pass that he went and got and then still threw down. And as we're leaving the game, me and Brandon Valenzuela are standing there, and Jamal Franklin takes his jersey off and just stands there and just silently watches all our students mobbing the floor, (laughs) going to just bonkers and, like, I can remember every second of that whole week. I remember going home and immediately turning on SportsCenter and just watching SportsCenter highlights of it and being like, holy shit, I can't believe this just happened. And not seeing your name on it. That's the kind of importance that if you're going to start on the field, it has to have that kind of meaning to you. I agree. That's what I mean. And I think college basketball, the criteria is a little different. Like, college basketball, like, even if it's just like a team, like a close game, a rivalry game, even if you're both not ranked or you're both, you know, similar skill, but like, you know, a guy hits his last second three to win the game, a buzzer beater. Yeah. Okay. Storm the field. I think basketball can be a little different, but yeah. You know, honestly, I bet the uh, Texas A&M went over Bama this year. I bet they always remember that one. And Nick Saban having that police officer murder that <laughs> girl on the way out. Put her in the dirt. Her making that insane kick. And like yeah. his family, like his like, mom and dad and girlfriend in the stands, like basically dying as he's lining up to take that <laughs> kick, like under as much pressure as anyone I've ever seen. Like, yeah. And then the jubilation when he hits it, like that's a good one to storm for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so there are instances, uh, but, you know, pick pick your battles. Mm-hmm. Um, alrighty. Well, that's all I had. A- a- anything else for your wrapper up? The last one, of a weird kind of obscure mascot that is kind of well-known, so we gloss over it. Do you know what a Hawkeye is, Sam? An Iowa Hawkeye? Like the bird? It's not a bird. Their logo is a bird. Uh, logo is a hawk. No, I don't. It is a character from The Last of the Mohicans. What? Isn't that weird? Because uh, like their logo is just like some hawk. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a hawk's their, eye. Like, mascot like running around. and you, Yeah, you just, but yeah, that's where that's from. I'm, pretty, I'm fairly confident. Hmm. There's also that's a lot of wrong. small schools that have weird ones, but they're all like community colleges. Like they're not relevant. Like there is like the artichokes or there was one It was like the honeybees or something stupid like that or... Uh, banana slugs, but you know, those schools aren't relevant to us. We're a big podcast. We only cover big schools, you know. <laughs> Interesting. Makes sense. Makes big time sense. Yes, yes. Uh, alrighty. Well, we'll wrap it up here. We appreciate you all listening. We appreciate you sending us your questions. Um, we hope you have a, a good holidays with friends and family, and we will see you all next week. And I don't know who to say go for. Um, gopher. <laughs> go Gopher. Let's go Gophers. Go Minnesota Gophers.